0: I've been there. You finally get a few minutes to work on your blog. You're excited and ready to put some work into your newest post, but you end up spending hours staring at a blank page, trying to come up with something new and original. You might even have a few solid ideas, but getting them written down on your passive income website is another story. But don't worry, I have an answer for you. His name is Jasper. Jasper, formerly known as Jarvis, is a content creation AI or artificial intelligence that can help you finish blog post articles, create SEO content, make engaging social media posts and more, usually two to five times faster than doing it on your own. I admit I was a little skeptical before I gave Jasper a try, and I'm thoroughly impressed with how Jasper creates original worry-free content. In fact, most of what you just heard me say over the last minute or so was created by Jasper. With just a little input from you, Jasper will take care of the rest, from brainstorming ideas to writing paragraphs to releasing you from the shackles of writer's block. Blogger Evolution listeners get an exclusive deal by visiting bloggerevolution.com slash jasper. That's bloggerevolution.com slash jasper. You will get a free five-day trial, 10,000 words automatically added to your account for free upon signing up, and my personal blog recipe to shorten the learning curve and get you up and running as soon as possible. To learn more and to get started, head over to bloggerevolution.com slash jasper. That's bloggerevolution.com slash jasper for your, free bonuses when I was trying to put the site onto Ezoic I applied and you know waited about three or four days for it to come through and it eventually did but I got a letter from Ezoic saying or email saying that there was plagiarized and scraped content on the site my heart kind of sunk right because I'm thinking oh my goodness I just spent this money and the site has plagiarized content on it regular people are taking their passions and interests writing about it in a blog and making a living from it. But not everyone is successful. There is a right way to build a blog and a wrong way. And I am here to help you succeed with your online business. My name is Chris Miles, and this is the Blogger Evolution Podcast. Ah, and welcome to the Blogger Evolution Podcast. My name is Chris Miles, wherever you are, wherever you may be. Thanks for making us part of your day. All right. So we're back again. And now we're going to be going into a SEO blog case study. Yes, a case study. This is something that I've done in the past, but only personally. Okay. I am usually pretty careful on trying to uh, let too many people in. But to be honest, it needs to happen because... I've noticed that it really helps with inspiring people to continue moving forward. And because of that, I am dedicating an entire project to you. So hope you like it. Okay, this will be on a aged or an aged domain that I purchased through Motion Invest, and I'm calling it Project Colvin. We alluded to it somewhat a little bit last week, but um, now we're going to be diving deep into the weeds. So this is going to be month zero. This is the month that I actually acquired the site, which I did actually acquire the site just about two and a half to three weeks ago, and I'm going to just go through some of the baseline things here that we are going to. Uh, be dealing with a couple of stories, a couple of horror stories, really that went through me acquiring this site. Um, this isn't the first site that I've ever purchased, but it's going to be one of the sites. I usually start my sites from scratch. You know, I just buy a brand new, fresh domain and go from there. But I am a lot of people, a lot of other of my colleagues in the industry are definitely looking into doing age domains and seeing exactly how those work. Um, in terms of recommending it. Only do it if you've built a site from scratch before. That's that's really the only thing I can really recommend to you. Because if you make the wrong decision and you spend a ton of money on something and it ends up going flat, that's going to be on you. Okay, that's that's going to be on you. So uh, I don't recommend anyone do it unless... You have already purchased a site before. Uh, sorry, I have already built a site from scratch before. But uh, an age domain, for those of you who are unaware, is basically a website that is already in existence. It's a business that someone already owned and that they are now bringing over. Um, or selling it. And then I'm the person who's going to be purchasing it. This is really helpful in terms of SEO because you have what everyone, whether or not it exists or not, is still a mystery, but the Google sandbox, there's times where you're creating great content, but because it's a brand new website, you just got to give it time. You know, you just got to give it time. That doesn't mean you can't get some traffic here or there, but, before you start seeing some really big hockey stick type curves in your uh, website, that might be four months down the line, six months down the line, depending on the uh, competition and your eat or your uh, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. It might take a year, you know, before you start uh, seeing some real traction on a blog. But by buying a Age domain, I'm hoping to skip over all of that. And the one that I purchased, uh, Project Hoven, is a four-year-old domain, three years and 10 months, so uh, to be exact, so totally excited about doing this because I'm hoping that a lot of the content that I'm adding to the site over the next month or so is gonna start ranking within days or weeks you know I mean there's no reason why it shouldn't um, especially with the type of keywords that we're going to be going through anyways uh, you know let's not waste any more time let's go ahead and dive right into this case study um, I really do appreciate it this is going to be something I'm going to be putting out uh, once a month at least for the next 12 months the whole idea is to get the valuation of the site to where it is now to over a hundred thousand dollars at which point I'm going to decide if I'm going to sell it or not. So I will be building it with the idea that I'm going to sell it. I think that's super important in our space because when you are creating a blog, when you're creating a uh, a website or a business with the intention to sell it, you tend to build it a little bit differently. Uh, and so I'm going to be keeping those things in mind as I'm creating it because I would like the next buyer to be super excited with the with the uh, the, the opportunity to buy a big. Arriving business, all right? So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Again, this is month zero. Let's establish some baselines. We're gonna talk about the niche selection that we did with this website, um, how I found the site, how much I paid for the site, some tweaks that I've already made so far in the last three and a half weeks or so of the site, um, how I plan to grow the site, and then a few things that we're going to cover as each month goes on. So number one, niche selection. So, how did I decide on this niche? So, uh, just a you know another key hack here. When you are thinking about buying a website, it's really important that you have a set of parameters that you're okay with. These parameters are going to help you when needing to buy a site because you're not going to have to think about it very long. So I bought the site off of motioninvest.com. A lot of people might be familiar with it. Spencer Hawes over at the uh, Niche Pursuits podcast. He's a partner with uh, Motion Invest and uh, they're pretty trustworthy. You know, they vet their sites before they put them out there. It's not the wild west like flippa.com might be where you're going to have to do a lot of due diligence yourself. Not saying that you shouldn't do due diligence regardless of where you're buying the website. Um, You should still do your due diligence, meaning check the backlinks, check the traffic, make sure there's nothing spammy or anything on there you still need to do that stuff before buying a website from anyone. But particularly with Motion Invest, since you know that they're vetting the sites for you, typically, you know, the sites are cheap enough. You can only get a site for less than $10,000 and start growing it from there. So because I had my parameters already set, when I had a site come through, usually sites on Motion Invest go fast. I mean, I've seen emails come through with three websites, four websites, and within 20 minutes, Half the sites are gone. Um, that's what lets me know that this is such a thriving industry that a lot of people just don't talk about. Uh, to be honest, on my YouTube channel, I can't go into the the weeds of this usually. Uh, so you're special. If you're sitting here listening to the Blogger Evolution podcast, welcome. You know, we're going to be getting a little nerdy with it, okay, when it comes to building up our websites. Okay, so... I absolutely love this niche. When I saw it come across, I was like, yes, I'm in. Where do I sign my name? Okay. Uh, I just needed to do a couple of due diligence things. I happened to be around my computer at the time. So I punched up uh, Ahrefs, looked at the backlink profile. Everything looked fine. I looked at the keywords that it was ranking for. I, I liked the direction it was going. But the big thing with this is that the domain is brandable, meaning It's not very specific, which is a great, great thing because it's going to allow me to expand the website and talk about other topics. That's everything with a site, literally everything, because now I I am not going to be pigeonholed by only talking about a certain type of content. And since I absolutely love this content, I'm not going to have to worry with. Uh, uh, uh getting tired of it at least i hope i don't get tired of it because i'm already doing it almost every day you know and to be honest if you know anything about me you might be able to guess you know within five or six guesses what the site is about in the first place um no i will not be revealing the niche of the site nor the domain of the site at least not right now uh i will probably do it later once the traffic gets up to a point to where it almost doesn't matter but Anyone who's anyone in blogging understands. Um, you know, we all can't be the income school guys who just throw caution to the wind and just say, you know what, they're doing it at scale. Uh, you know, they probably have fifty, hundred sites in their portfolio. So if one goes down, it's not a big deal. Um, for people like me, who only have five, six or so in a, uh, in a portfolio, you know, that's that's taking a huge risk <laughs> of, of revealing stuff unnecessarily. Plus, you introduce more content. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've seen other people reveal the sites that they are uh, working on, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's uh, a lot of copycats are out there creating their own stuff, copying your keywords, copying this. And and now you've introduced more competition than is necessary, you know, so not going to really worry about that. Okay, so uh, next up, next selection, Um, it's super important that you do enjoy your niche. Like, I can't stress that enough, especially if this is your first foray into building a site, Um, you're going to get to a point where you're going to get tired of writing about it. And if you are uh, if you don't like it, then you, you might end up giving up on it right before it usually takes off. Uh, I would definitely say for sure that if you have done this over and over again already, you might be able to get away with not having to uh, love the niche, especially if you're contracting out a lot of the content creation in the first place. Right. You don't have to really worry about it because you're not it's not bothering you to create the content in the first place. So there you go. Um, I would not uh, worry about it too, too much other than that. Um, I will be writing a lot of the articles, probably around 20 to 30 percent of the articles. I'm kind of leaving it to uh, uh, affiliate content as well as reviews because it's too much of a headache to try to get the a, a contract writer to get a product and actually review it and i want to have good reviews on the site not just a collection of what they say here or what they say there on amazon you know that's not helpful to a write uh, to a reader so i want to give some people some real unique um, um advantages of being able to read my article and by doing so it'll make my article stand out right so um, here's a cool trick that a lot of people don't talk about is how I was able to validate this niche. So I already know that this is a big niche and um, I have no questions in my mind that it's going to be um, a big website. However, sometimes when you're trying to validate a site, you know, validate whether or not you should be dumping a lot of money into content creation on it, you might have a little bit of a worry that, you know, is this site going to to do what I want it to after I dump, you know, a few thousand dollars into uh, content creation on it. Well, what I did to validate this niche is that I used what's called the sellers.json file, um, specifically with AdThrive. So a sellers.json file is just a way for marketing uh, agencies or businesses to be more transparent. You know, in the world post, you know, uh, uh Cambridge Analytica, you know, and all of that stuff with Facebook, a lot of people are being a lot more transparent with what it is that they're doing with their advertising. Um, So because of that, when you are part of an ad network, you usually have to list your site within a sellers.json file, which is just a long list of all of the sites that this ad work happens to be working with. So, In this file, there's literally thousands of websites that are all monetized using AdThrive. And if you know anything about AdThrive, AdThrive requires at least 100,000 sessions per month in order for them to even think about including you onto their uh, advertising network, all right? So because of that and armed with that information, you should be able to look at the list and know that, hey, all of these websites need to at least get 100,000 sessions on them. And uh, that's just you know, the power of deduction right there, right? Now, there is one thing you do have to be careful of when it comes to uh, doing this type of strategy is that once you have one site on AdThrive that's getting over 100,000 sessions per month, you might end up uh, adding another site, but that site might only have 40,000 page views a month. But because you already have one site that has 100,000 sessions per month, usually AdThrive will allow you to monetize that smaller site as well. So that does kind of throw a monkey wrench in trying to use the sellers.json file in order to uh, validate your niche. But to mitigate that, what I did was I took a lot of the keywords that are available in my space, I pulled up the sellers.json file, hit Control F, and just started typing in some of the keywords just to see some of the sites. And of all of the sites that came up, I found five, I think six, five or six sites that all had, uh, that were in this space. So, because I found so many sites that were in this one space, it was super helpful because it helped mitigate the risk. Because not all six of those sites, the chances of them all being lower uh, trafficked, you know, someone's second site were actually pretty slim. And then I also threw them into uh, AHREFS as well, just to be sure. But uh, that right there was all of the uh, verification, all of the validation that I needed to know that okay, this is a good niche. And I'm going to go ahead and and jump into it as much as I possibly can. So uh, that's a great way to validate a niche. If you haven't never tried it before, especially if you're getting ready to uh, invest in a site, Um, that's a great way to help bring down and mitigate your risk. So how did I find the site? Well, I mentioned I found it on motioninvest.com. It is a four year old domain. It was earning about one hundred and fifty dollars per month via Amazon affiliates and Ezoic display ads. I paid $5,890 for the site. I had about 42 articles on it and that is about a 38 or so X multiple on that. Um, That's a little higher than what I like to spend um, on this particular project, but it's in a good niche. Like I've already checked it out. The niche pays uh, pretty decent in uh, EPMVs using Ezoic's logic, you know, uh, or terms. And because of that, you know, to me, it's it's totally worth it. Uh, it it's, it's also, it's already doing well. But in terms of um, how well the type's doing since I've made certain changes to it, we're going to talk about that more in the month one uh, type of, in the month one podcast that's going to be coming sometime next month. you guessed it. All right. So uh, I mentioned there's uh, 42 articles on the site. Let's go through some of the tweaks that we've made so far on the site. Now, I will say I did cheat a little bit. I did purchase Mushfik uh, Sarkar's easywins.io, which is a basically like a spreadsheet of a list of things that he does anytime he buys and sells a website. Now, he's bought and sold literally like uh, 180, 200 or so uh, businesses online. That's great. You know, he has the experience. He knows the things that can move the needle literally immediately on a site. And, uh, you know, to be honest, a lot of the stuff on the site is, i sorry, on this, his easywins.io spreadsheet, it isn't groundbreaking. A lot of it isn't like, you know, oh my God, I never thought of that. But usually having it all in one place and having him updated constantly. It's, it's worth its weight in gold, in my opinion, because it gives you a direction on what needs to happen for you to get ready to either flip your site or increase the earnings on the site literally overnight. So go ahead and check it out. I'll be sure to leave a link to that in the show notes uh, that you can check out over at bloggerevolution.com slash month zero. That's bloggerevolution.com slash month zero. I'll also include all of the links that I mentioned um, in this podcast as well there. So here's some of the Tweaks and changes that I've made to the site since I acquired it. Um, I went ahead and changed over all of the affiliate links that are on it. Instead of pointing to the previous owner, they now point to me. Um, I changed the hosting on the site as well. Uh, The hosting that it was on wasn't the fastest or wasn't the greatest um, site ground, unfortunately. And I went ahead and moved them over to WPX Hosting, which is my number one favorite place for that. Um, I installed Link Whisper on the site as well. This is going to help with the internal linking. This is... A godsend. I really love that plugin. Uh, there was some internal linking on the site already, but it wasn't massive. So uh, I went ahead and made the changes with it. So what Link Whisper does for those who are unfamiliar, it will literally read every word on your site and use uh, some type of artificial AI or whatever to determine whether or not certain words would naturally link to another article that's already on your site. So by doing that, it makes it a lot easier for you to uh, internal link and increase the page views on your site. So if someone lands on your site and there's no internal linking or if it's an orphaned page or something of that nature, then then the user experience isn't the greatest. But now you can link to other relevant ar- articles that they might be interested in. You can increase the page views on your site. You can increase your time on site as well, which helps with uh, ads. It helps with everything you know the longer someone stays on your on your site the more, the more money you're going to end up making so uh, link Whisper is an incredible plugin that i'm definitely using on this site uh next up is uh the changed from uh whatever plugin sorry whatever theme was being used to astro pro so i decided to go astro pro on this particular site my last two or three sites have actually been on astro pro uh i've decided to not necessarily move away from thrive themes but i am trying to learn how to build sites without drive themes uh i, I don't really know why other didn't just want to you know, I see that the times are changing and people are getting on these lightning quick themes. Um, Thrive Themes does have that new quick theme that actually I do have a website on bloggerevolution.com actually is on the quick theme for Thrive and the site's fast and it gets around a 98 and there's a ton of content on the site already and it gets a 98 in page, uh, page speed insights. So when I'm, so let's go back to Project Colvin though. So with Project Colvin, Um, It was getting around a 60, 65 or so in terms of uh, page speed insights. Google wasn't giving it the greatest love. And a lot of that was because of the hosting and the theme. So putting it on Astro Pro and as well as immediately... um, getting it onto WPX Hosting, I was able to get that number to 98 on mobile and 100 on desktop, which is awesome. I do absolutely love that. Um, A lot of the screenshots as well that um, I might refer to here, uh, it's going to be included on the blog post over at bloggerevolution.com. So be sure to go check that out. Anyway, I already moved the site to Ezoic uh, already. And here's one of those horror stories I was telling you about. So when I was trying to put the site onto Ezoic, I applied and, you know, waited about three or four days for it to come through. And it eventually did. But I got a letter from Ezoic saying or an email saying that there was plagiarized and scraped content on the site. So what that is basically is just saying that the site was copying content from other places on the Internet and then posting it as its own on the site. And. Before I bought the site, I did spot check. I did about five articles of the 42 just to see if there was anything, you know, nefarious or weird going on with it and didn't find a thing. So I went ahead and trusted my judgment and went through with it. But when I got this email from Ezoic, I was my heart kind of sunk. Right. Because I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I just spent this money and the site has plagiarized content on it. So at this point, you know, I got to go through almost each article. So I went to easybib.com, signed up with them and uh set up a uh a way to go ahead and check a lot of the content on the site i even then i still didn't check out every article i did about 30 of the articles and none of them came back and scraped or plagiarized content so i was like you know what this isn't right you know something's wrong here so i went back to ezoic and they have this thing to where if you were to apply to a site twice in a row and it gets denied twice in a row they make you wait six months before you can apply again, and I mean, I see the spirit of why people do that or why Ezoic does that because they want to make sure that, you know, you're not just constantly applying, 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 go get your website set and fixed and ready to go and then come back to them. Six months is a long time. And for me, I needed to get the income on the site sooner rather than later. And if I wasn't able to get Ezoic on here and I was going to have to go with like, uh, AdSense or something of that nature, the site was gonna take a hit in, in in income. So I wasn't necessarily proud of that. So, uh, especially if it se- since it seemed like an error. So I created a ticket with Ezoic. And literally, as soon as I created the ticket saying that there's a problem here, there's no scraped content on the site, can someone please look at this? I submitted that ticket and within seconds, it was already closed. So it was like this automatic closing feature that they have based on, I don't know, keywords or something within the, uh, ticket itself and they ended up referring me to a, a system that they use called twist which is like a a message board that uh it is being frequently uh updated which was helpful for uh what the ezoic was doing by people who work with ezoic so you know i went there and started asking the question and uh it, it was a little tough to get help there because to be honest you're in a sea of other people who also think the exact same thing, <laughs> you know, that their sites were being denied for no reason. So it was kind of hard to, to think to myself, OK, how, are, how am I going to make myself stand out and actually have a human look at the site? Um, I did get turned down once, but I did have a contact over at uh, Ezoic. So I went ahead and emailed them. And f- to my surprise, about a day or so later, I get an email back from them. Saying that, oh, I looked at the site, you're right, there was an error. Go ahead, here here you go, your site's fine. I logged into Ezoic and boom, I had the opportunity to put Ezoic ads back on the site. I I knew that it was wrong because the site was just on Ezoic the week before. So it didn't make any sense to me why it wasn't being accepted right now. So that was a little frustrating. A couple of days of a little bit of stress because uh, you know, you got this uh, investment into this and you're counting on being able to put display ads on it just for them to say no. So it was kind of a scary time, but it ended up working out. Um, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you know, you're just, you have to get good at solving problems. And uh, that was one of the problems I had to solve pretty quickly. Anyways, um, another tweak that I made to the site is that I took the top ten highest traffic uh, affiliate content on the site, and I added tables using the AAWP plugin. So that's a plugin that will allow you to put um, Amazon affiliates tables onto your site. Uh, it's a great plugin. It does almost almost everything that I wish it would do. Um, the only thing I wish it would do is give you the opportunity to do vertical i sorry, not vertical, horizontal tables rather than always vertical. Um, that way you can include more things in a table. But uh, it does stay in compliance with Amazon stuff because it'll pull the picture directly from Amazon, which is a big deal. Um, I did notice, now the previous owner was using AWP as well, but she also, or the previous owner, also had the prices listed in a lot of the product boxes as well as, uh, she wasn't using any tables. So, I took the prices out. And the reason I took the prices out was because you want people to, you know, click on the link and see what the price is when they get to Amazon. Because if you put the price right there, it will deter some people from clicking on it and moving on. So I took the prices out and just put a button that said check latest prices on Amazon. Or Check the discount on Amazon. And the cool thing about AEWP is since it's tied directly into the Amazon API, if a tool, sorry, if a product that you are linking to is on sale or is 15% off, 10% off, 20% off, it'll say 20% off check prices on Amazon, which definitely helps with the click-through rate and getting people to click through and get that cookie onto their computer. And then they hopefully buy something and then you can make uh, some revenue from it. All right. So the next tweak that I made was a little controversial, but it there was Yoast SEO plugin on the site, and I just completely removed it. Um, the last few sites that I've built, I've totally not used an SEO plugin. Um, I'm, I mean, Google's getting smarter, and they don't really need uh, uh, SEO plugins to to spoon feed them certain things. Um, The things that we like to use uh, SEO plugins for is probably to handle our Google analytics, our search console, and, you know, our sitemap. But if you can find other ways to do that, you don't need it, right? At least that's the way that I'm looking at it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let Google just take the snippets that they want to make the meta descriptions. Um, I've even seen instances where they've reworded titles, you know, just to get to help increase the click-through rate. So, yeah, I'm not even gonna worry about it. Let Google do it because they know what they're doing based on all of the amount of data that they have. Um, I will say that removing the Yoast SEO plugin was a headache. Uh, it was a headache. Uh, it's not as simple as just uninstalling it because it installs stuff within your WordPress editor that you need to take out manually. Now, I don't recommend that anyone take out anything on their um, WordPress editor manually, unless you are familiar with how a website is, is built. But since I have WPX hosting, they have an amazing customer service that literally answers in like 30 seconds, you know, 24 hours a day, which is kind of crazy. The fact that they can do that. But I just started a new ticket with them. Within a few seconds, they were already in my site, removing all of the references to Yoast. And by doing that, all of the redirections that Yoast was doing, um, all of the other weird things that they do in the background was gone, completely removed from the site. And to be honest, I'll get more into this in the month one uh, of this case study for project Holven. But I think I noticed a little bit of an uptick in impressions after i removed the Yoast SEO plugin, which I think is pretty interesting to say the least. Um, I also got the Ninja tables pro, uh, Ninja tables pro is a another table plugin that you can use, especially if you're using non Amazon affiliates for your site. Um, one way that I plan on growing the site is by going with some affiliate partners that pay a lot more than Amazon. Uh, frankly, at the end of the day, I don't trust Amazon. And even though I do use them because they are a conversion machine, don't get me wrong. I mean, I still use them, even though I'm not their biggest fan, but, uh, they are a conversion machine, but I want to be able to, you know, get some higher commissions doing other things. And I've already reached out to a few vendors that sometimes pay 10, 15%, maybe even 20%, you know, based on the amount of the sale, where with Amazon, you're getting like two, three, 4%, sometimes 1%, which is not great. You know, it, it's not great. And then there's always the opportunity that Amazon might even uh, cut their rates again. And there's been some rumors about them completely getting rid of their, uh, affiliate program, which I think hurts them. But I don't know, maybe I'm just too small of a, a a person down here to even understand what's going on with the behemoth that is Jeff Bezos and Amazon. Anyways, um, I turned off comments on the site as well. I've noticed that comments don't matter. They, they, they don't. And if they do, it's such a small tick on the scale that there's no point, so um, I've turned off comments. Uh, I will recommend if you are running a site that is a personal brand, then you, by all means keep the comments because that gives you an opportunity to uh, connect with your audience. But you know, if you're doing an information site, you're doing you know some light affiliate content on it as well. Yeah, turn off the comments. You don't need it. Um, I also installed ShortPixel. Now, ShortPixel is going to be helpful in making sure that I get next-gen formats of my images that are on the site. That was one of the reasons why the site was being held back from the PageSpeed Insights before was because it was still serving up JPEG and PNG images. Now they're all WebP. They're all WebP, baby. All right. And uh by doing that, it um it definitely helped the speed of the site. So how do I plan on growing the site? So uh like I mentioned before, I've reached out to a couple of vendors to help kind of diversify the income of the site. I plan on doing some site wide exit intent pop ups on the site as well, so that uh I can take advantage of people before they leave the site. So an exit intent pop-up, this only works on desktop by the way, but an exit intent pop-up is when someone's mouse is getting ready to move up to the top of the screen so that they can click X and get out of of that screen or click back to go back to Google, a pop-up is gonna come up when that happens. And hopefully that's gonna be like the last ditch effort to get people to click on the affiliate link and then go to the um, affiliate website and hopefully make a purchase. I want to try to incentivize people by doing that, by including some type of affiliate discount. So that's going to be part of the negotiations with the affiliate vendors, hoping that, um, I can have something that's unique to just the audience on the site. Um, I am considering starting up an email list for this particular niche. I think an email list would be just fine and work well here. But running an email list is a lot of work. So I want to be able to get the content up to where I want it to be and then have the traffic increasing steadily on the site. And then I'm going to use email as a way to... uh, uh, supplement that income so that I can have more uh, lifetime value of everyone who is on the list. So after that, we're going to grow the site with more content. So I'm going to be dumping a ton of content on there. Um, As mentioned before, there's about 42 articles on the site. I want to get that up to at least 250. So uh, I I am going to need 208 articles in order to do that. And that's about 17 or 18 or so articles per month, which isn't bad actually. Um, I'm going to be outsourcing probably 70, 80% of that. And then the rest of it is gonna be me. Um, In terms of how I'm going to be breaking that up, uh, I think I kind of alluded to it before, but I'm gonna write all of the affiliate content and reviews And I'm going to leave a lot of the informational stuff um, with Writer's Access. And uh, I mean, they've done an excellent job in the past. I love the fact that I can give them so many articles and get them back so fast. I think the most I've ever sent to them at one time is 20, you know, 25 or so. And you get it back within days, you know, which is pretty cool. So um, let's talk about how we're going to cover each one of these updates uh so each one of these updates we are going to be talking about problems and concerns that i had throughout the month some issues i mean this is running a business stuff is going to happen and being able to fix these problems and concerns and then moving forward with them to keep your money making site going you know is going to be a huge concern and hopefully you know you you will be able to to get some insights on um what i'm doing to get this site to continually grow month after month uh we're going to be talking about traffic as well as income uh I plan on doing the income. I'm still kind of toying with it <laughs> because, you know, I'm not one to to brag. I'm not one to really reveal income. So it'll be interesting. If I just keep it, you know, strictly to this site, it might be okay. So that's kind of what I'm going to be going for. Um, I'm going to talk about the amount of articles that were added each month, as well as the biggest takeaways uh, moving forward. So things that I learned throughout the month that I'm going to be tweaking as time goes on. Because my strategy right now, the things that we just listed, like literally that's all fluid you know at some point it can change based on something else an external factor happening or something on the site so um, that's what we're looking forward to Um going to be having a lot of fun with this uh, i'm going to try to keep you guys as abreast of what's going on constantly um, just to make sure that you are aware um, if you haven't already please be sure to go jump on the email list over at bloggerevolution.com uh, download the free blogging cheat sheet, as well as the newsletter that's there, uh, so that you can get updates as to when things pop up, when things happen, um, when the new podcast drops so that you can get the latest updates on what's going on with project Colvin. So, uh, other than that, I think we are pretty much all set. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening, um, if you haven't already, please go to bloggerevolution.com, sign up for the newsletter, get the free cheat sheet, get all the helpful information that's there. Um, be sure to leave me a rating over at Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed this podcast. It really does help, even though a lot of people say that it doesn't, but you know, it's nice to see. And um, if you want to be cool as well, if you want to you know, be different from the crowd, take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast and share it on your Instagram. And be sure to tag me uh, at Chris Miles Official. If you tag me there, Um, I'll be sure to uh, tag you as well so that you can get a little bit of exposure. I have a couple of, um, a few thousand followers there. So it'll give you and your business some exposure if you go ahead and do that for me. So I hope you enjoyed this week. Be sure to continue enjoying your week. Always remember, do something now that your future self will thank you for. Keep building, keep growing, and I'll see you later. Peace. Have you been struggling to make money with your blog? Or maybe you'd like to learn how to build a niche blog and start generating a passive income, but don't know how to go about it. Well, don't worry, I got you covered. Introducing Blog Builder Pro. Blog Builder Pro is a comprehensive online course designed to take you from a complete beginner to having a website up and running that is making you money. Blog Builder Pro also helps take the guesswork out of monetizing your blog by teaching you an easy step-by-step process that I call the Nifty 50 Course Steps. These steps will tell you what to do and when to do it so that you are never lost. One of the biggest frustrations that newer bloggers have is that they do not know if the work they are putting in on their sites will yield them some result but thanks to the more than 60 professionally produced lessons special worksheets easy blog and email templates exclusive webinar discounts one-on-one training and a community that can help you answer questions 24 7 blog builder pro is rocking the industry with this groundbreaking and comprehensive training holding your hand from start to finish. So go to bloggerevolution.com/income and check out the free webinar for some more information that is bloggerevolution.com/income